Welcome to First Time Through, New Eyes on Castle Rock. I'm your host, Kim Payne, and we're here today with... I'm Brad Elliott. And we're here to finish up Christine with the third act, Christine, Teenage Death Songs. Part three. This is where it really takes off. It really, does. I mean, this is where everything's built up to to these, you know, last couple chapters and stuff, and starts right off with Lee coming over to Dennis's and having a little visit. Yeah, a visit, you know, because that's what you do with your best friend's girlfriend. Right. <laughs> and uh, you know, and and hearing and reading it too, you know, I think uh, he didn't really play it up, but I don't think he discouraged the, you know, uh, the, I'm in the, the the cast, I'm in the crutches, just the poor right. the poor poor, cripp- me, poor, poor cripple guy kind of thing, man. I think he kind of played that up a little bit, and uh, you know, they were there to discuss Arnie, obviously, but you know, they are teenagers, like you and, said. You know, and I think that they do really care and they are really worried about Arnie. They're also smart. They've put all the pieces together. You know, mm-hmm. Dennis's dad's put the pieces together. He made a comment on his way out. He know he he gets it. He mm-hmm. sees it too. Um, you know, so they're discussing they're putting their information together finally. The things that Lee has seen right and heard and experienced and the things that Dennis knows, because he's been laid up in the hospital. He hasn't even ridden in the car yet. No, no. He, I mean, he's... The whole time, too, Dennis has had this information and just held it. Right. You know, and, and that's the thing. You know, him finally kind of breaking it out and, and giving it, letting Lee know it, I think definitely makes a difference, too. But also, too, like we said, he's been he's been eyeballing Lee the whole book. Right, yeah. Since the first not... time she saw So, like, when her exactly. coming over, you already know he's... There's probably there's a situation. I, there's a occur. situation, yeah. So you know they they share their information and they're like, oh wow, this is a lot. Mm-hmm. And then Dennis kept the squares of the cast where Arnie had signed it and showed it to Lee. And of course, it didn't look. They looked completely different. They I thought to myself when I read that, you know, those things had to smell. You just had oh, to just sit in it. Yes. Yeah, just sit, sit them oh. in a drawer, just hanging out Ew. with them. Like, yeah, the, I had a cast on my arm. It was only on there for two weeks, and when they took it off, I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> it was so nasty. I can't even imagine the the smell after he's been in was in him for like two months. Long time. Ugh, yeah. So they take that information, and now they're like, well, "Now what are we gonna do?" Right. They Lee, kinda... who's got some mobility that mm-hmm. Dennis ha- doesn't have. Because uh, he still can't drive, right? Goes and gets the original paperwork mm-hmm. from the state for the car, right? Because that stuff's all public record mm-hmm. at that point in time. I don't think you can go get somebody's car registration now, but so she did that, and it is amazing though. Back in those days, like he also talks about it later when he gets the phone numbers, you can easily access that information back in the seventies and eighties like that. If you go to the proper channels. Right. That's what if, I think is crazy. If you know? you know where to go. And it's it's kind of the same thing now. You don't have to necessarily know the information. You just have to know where to get it. Yeah. You, know, you have to know the right Google search. And in this case, they just had to know the right department to go mm-hmm. to. Right. So, I mean, like, I know that I can go to the health department and get a birth certificate and a death certificate for somebody who's dead. Yeah. You know, I could go get my grandmother's things. But like what I was thinking, though, like today, though, I don't know if you're going to necessarily be able to get a copy of a registration for another individual that's not yourself. That's alive. That's alive. Or even dead, necessarily. I don't know if they're going to give it to you. Like, she's going to have to prove a reason why she's going to get it. All she had to do here was request this. Show up and this, ask for it. And they, they, they talked about it. They get it in, like, Harrisburg. And then they fax it back over, send it back over to mm-hmm. the office where she actually is. That was why it was a little bit more, and it took a little bit longer. They had to go pull it somewhere else and then send them the info. So. Right. Well, and, and so what they found is that Arnie and Michael registered the car on November 1st, which we already knew. Mm-hmm. And then she got the original registration, registration from when Roland LeBay had registered it on November 1st. Right. So that gave her a jolt, the um, synchronicity of that. So now she's got a sample of Roland LeBay's handwriting, and they go back and compare it to the nasty, gross-smelling cast pieces. Mm-hmm. And Arnie's signature the first time looked like what Arnie's looks like. Mm-hmm. The second time it looks like Roland's signature. Roland's right. handwriting with Arnie's name. Right. All the pieces now, they know. They, 
it was like confirmation for them. Yeah, I, but in a, in a, you know too, it, it's weird though looking at it too. Like that's your smoking gun at this point. I mean, there's there's a lot more going on that you guys got to realize, and I get you're kind of holding on to that. But like bodies are piling up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> and it's like you know, Christine has a body. Look count. at these signatures; they're all like similar. You know, yeah. like something's going on with Arnie. You think? And Dennis finally talks to his dad. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really give him the details, but he at least clues him in that there's weirdness and that they're aware of it, and and gets some advice just to kind of, I don't know. Move, do something. Right. It's kind so, of a push. Yeah. Yeah. But it's uh, but yeah, it, it's kind of you know they're they're just kind of you know holding on to this and, and kind of getting things moving. But Dennis obviously knows more is going on as this is going on. Like his, and I guess him getting hurt is the way to make the sense of urgency seem less with him. But throughout this whole thing, with a lot of this information, there is no sense of urgency when from Dennis gets this information. Right. To how he acts upon it. Right. Well, and I mean, yes, part of it is is that he was laid up with this really bad injury, but he didn't tell anybody what he knew. Right. Not even Lee. Mm -hmm. And he just didn't tell anybody. Mm -hmm. And I guess that I understand that maybe he thought people would think he was crazy because it is weird. It's not... Definitely. Definitely. But whatever, he Mm -hmm. didn't tell anybody. He wants to talk to George again. He mm-hmm. wants to talk to George again. He he feels like there was something that George LeBay left out of the story. He got that impression and talked about it back when they were sitting there, but let it go. And now he wants to know what he didn't tell him. Mm-hmm. He wants to know the rest of it. They've put all these other pieces together, and now he needs, he just, I don't know, needs that, that last little bit of confirmation that... Right. You know, we get a neat story out of it when he tracks down George LeBay's address, if you remember correctly. He ends up yep. talking to a guy that's the, uh, where, where was it, though? The VFW. The VFW, yeah. yes. And, you know, he is a chatter. You know, he talks. I <laughs> he love talks, it. You know, he's just talks. that old guy that just talks, talks, talks. You know, a couple times, well, I've been talking way too much. What do you need again? What's your name? You know, he's talking <laughs> to him. and. And then he goes on and on and on and on and on And, you know, again. he starts off right off the bat. He's like, well, what do you need for? And he's like, you, you like LeBay or something like that. He's like, no, I just got need some blah, blah, blah. He's like, well, that's good. I got no problem telling you he's an asshole. Right. Is basically what he tells him, like, right yeah. off the bat. Like, he's a prick. He's like, when he's the VFA, we had to kick him out. Like, right. you know, he drank too he much. Drank too he much. fought. He's mean. He's he was... mean. He's like, and he drank it. All those things got worse. And then we hear, you know, a neat little backstory right off the bat from somebody else about Christine. Right. Yes. And I honestly kind of love this story. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a kid's thing. I don't know. Roland is drunk. He's being an ass. He's going to leave. And so some of the guys from the VFW think that they're going to play a joke on him. And they go out behind Christine. And when he stops, they lift the rear wheels off of the ground. Mm-hmm. It was right when he got in the car. It yeah. was parked. And they right when he got in the car, they lift the wheel rear wheels off the ground. He said about four inches. Mm-hmm. Thinking he's gonna turn it on and he's gonna and he's gonna spin. gun it because he always guns it and that's and like right. he's known for like you know, shooting rocks out the back and you know he does that and they said they had the car off the ground the car just takes off yeah. they, they they didn't have four wheel drive in that car right the guy's like I don't know how it happened you know he talks about it but you know I mean one guy gets a finger ripped off right. this guy that he's talking to says he still has scars on his hands from. From the from the car pulling so hard out of their right. hands, uh, it's a it's a very interesting story where you see that Christine has some some power, right? S- special skills, right? <laughs> Dennis takes all this information. He needs to see Arnie. He hasn't seen Arnie since Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and now it's New Year's Eve. Yeah, five weeks. It's a little bit less, but it's pretty close. It's I mean, because you know, this is right after Christmas when um, Lee comes to visit. Lee comes to visit, and then but, it's New Year's, and then it's. But yeah, but I mean, the last time Dennis saw Arnie was oh, Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah so they hadn't seen each other while. Yeah, you know, and, and you know, Arnie's mom's all happy with Dennis coming over. You know, she yeah. she even says like, "Hey, he needs a friend right now." So he needs something to be normal and mm-hmm. and just like it was. Right. Dennis goes over and they're they're hanging out. They're, of course, Dennis is nervous because he knows that he's getting a ride home in Christine. It will be his first time in the car. 
Right, yeah. And he's got all this other information. He's been watching. He knows about what Christine's doing. Or he's, he has, he has, he's very he has, sure. He, he knows know, there's a connection. He knows there's a connection. Yeah, at this point in time, he really doesn't even know it's kind of the car as much, I think, at... That's just Arnie is changing. He doesn't know how right. it's happening, but Arnie's changing. He knows the car is somehow involved. And, you know, you know, this definitely is where it starts becoming a lot more clear to him that LeBay has somehow possessed Arnie or right. taken Arnie taking over. Ar- taken Arnie over, yeah, because he he gets there and he sees glimpses of his friend. Oh, he says right off the bat, too, like he notices that Arnie's just, like, drinking, like, aggressively. Like, yeah. I think at one point he says, Arnie finished, by the time Arnie finished his fifth beer, I was still working on my second. Right. You know, and he's yes, just pounding them. Pounding them. And, them. and you know, the LeBay mannerisms. Mm-hmm. And the words. And the words and the shitters and the, you know, the the tramp's ass comment, you know, right. that LeBay makes, you know, and throwing cans in the trash. So, you know, and then says, let's go turn on the TV and watch Guy Lombardo. Right. Um, Guy Lombardo was dead. Right, and he said, he, he, he says, like, Dennis says, you know, it's Dick Clark. It's yeah. Dick Clark now. He's out of time. He's out of sync with mm-hmm. the time he's living in. And so some of those things are coming through, and, of course, that has got Dennis completely freaked out and on edge. Right. But he hangs out, and they do their normal New Year's Eve routine mm-hmm. and ring in the new year. And we do get, I mean, we do get a little bit, though, of, the time before even the going home where Dennis kind of slips up and says something about Lee, you know, cause Arnie says he's not going to go to college. He's going to go ride, you know, I'm just going to ride, you know, right. Lee's going to come with me, you know, and it's going to be wonderful. And Dennis is like, dude, come on, man, you're delusional. Like she's applying for colleges left and right. And Arnie's like, how do you know what my girl's doing? How do you know what my girl's doing? Mm-hmm. And he's quick on it, you know, and back to it. And, you know, I think that's also you know, when they're talking there where he makes the line is like, as long as you don't cross me. Yeah, he does. He you know, that. as long as you don't cross me, we're cool. But you cross me, man, you, you become one of the shitters, basically. And kind of foreboding in, into what we're getting ready to get into with it. And then we get in the car. And that's where it just gets turned up a notch, you know, where at first, you know, Dennis is kind of like, you know, I, I think he even says it right when he, he gets in the car. I'm not drunk anymore. And if mm-hmm. I was drunk anymore... The second I got in the car... It was gone. My buzz was gone. My buzz was gone. Yeah. The ultimate buzz kill. Yeah. You know, he mentions, like, he looks over and and just instantly, it's no longer Arnie, it's LeBay. Right. Sitting there, like, in, in like, decomposing form. Right. Not just, like, Like not just, yeah, not just, you know, uh, an image over Arnie. It's, like, actually him and ugh. like completely decomposed he says there's a buzzing sound he doesn't right. know for sure if it's like but he maybe thinks it's flies maybe. flies or something like you know with them and yeah and and arnie's they they talk about darnell and that arnie's out of trouble and arnie says it was the colombians or the mob mm-hmm. yeah, those guys are crazy those man. guys are crazy <laughs> they they'll drive a car through somebody's house right over and over and over but and, you know, then, too, as Dennis is in there, he mentions, like, when he first gets in the car a couple of times, he keeps looking in the rearview mirror, and every single time, it's a different image of somebody. Like right. First, somebody else a, is riding along. Like, first, he says it's a young lady with a 1950s hairdo who mm-hmm. looks like kind of like a doll. Yeah. And he kind of puts the connection together. That's the wife that had been, you know, died mm-hmm. in the car, suicide. Right. Yeah, cheeks appear to have been wildly rouged. And I remembered that carbon monoxide poisoning was supposed to give the illusion of life in high color. So it was absolutely read it. And that's crazy too, I think. Uh, I wonder if that's true or not. It is. Yeah. I actually looked that up. It is yes, really. carbon monoxide. Makes is... you go like rosy cheeks mm-hmm. and stuff. Crazy. Yeah. Yes, and then, you know, he sees Buddy and... He sees the, yeah, the teenagers. And Buddy, like, burned up body and... Mm-hmm. and Sees the little girl. Sees the little girl. You know, the kind of the rest of the way home where, you know, he kind of describes it as, you know, 1950s is overlaid over the 1970s. You know, it goes yeah. back to like 1958 and he even says he looks at one like and there's a building there in his time, but there is no building there like when he's looking in the 50s and right. different things well, and are then, there that aren't there. And then when they get to his neighborhood, 
you know, his neighborhood is brand new and brand new construction and not finished. Right. You know, and his family's lived there his whole life. Mm-hmm. So that's why I remember we talked about it, like how that's kind of like the uh, Back to the Future moment, yeah. you know, where he gets the thing and just the, the, just the gates, small just and the gates are out front and none of the streets of the have streets. been built yet or yeah. anything. It's like, whoa, this is my neighborhood. Yeah. It's not there yet. Not there yet. So just really a weird, distorted trip. Mm-hmm. Very disturbing. I mean, Dennis Very says how much disturbing. how disturbing yeah. it is for him, you know, and, and how how he says he goes. I don't remember talking to him at all, but I know I was able to hold my end of the conversation at least mm-hmm. to get all the way there. Right. He gets home and his dad's waiting up for him because mm-hmm. we've talked about it over. And over. Dennis's dad's pretty smart. Mm-hmm. He he just he's like, what is it? His dad's his dad knows something's wrong. And Dennis still won't fully right. tell him. He, you know, he knows, and he tells him that he just can't right now. Mm-hmm. But that he'll tell him when he feels like it's safe. He didn't sleep at all that night. It was the longest night of his life. And several times that night, I thought of getting up and going in with my mom and dad the way I did when I was small. So right. he was terrified. Yeah, I mean, I think now for sure he knows it is what it is, you know, and, and it's a lot probably worse than maybe he thought or maybe he was near that point. But um, what gets me, too, about this, though, is that as we progress past this night, though, still takes two and a half weeks before we do any action. Right, right. He's real scared here. And yeah, then I'm just it's going about like, my business, just, you know, having right. fish sticks for dinner some nights, you know, Taco Tuesdays. Right. Leading just, into it, you know. Yeah, so getting over my no getting over my leg. Of, no sense of urgency. <laughs> getting over but my I, leg. But at the same time, maybe he doesn't think it's urgent yet. Maybe. You know, but you know, his friends already I don't know. I don't know why he doesn't think it's you urgent. You know, but, but going into the George LeBay again incident, you know, right off the bat, you know, when we're getting ready to talk mm-hmm. to LeBay, we find out Jungins is dead. The detective, right. who that he mentioned a lot during New Year's, he, he hears Arnie mention the name Junkins, mm-hmm. and boom, Junkins is dead. The guy that's investigating, you know, Darnell for the, the transportation of the goods, and then, you know, he's he uh, he's knows. on the he's Moochie the Welch case. Right. You know, he's he, the one that's on to Arnie and Christine. He, he does, you know, one. Dennis does a little work and is able to go down to the library and find out that this is the, the detective that was working with Arnie on everything. Mm-hmm. So it's like, this guy had to have known what was going on, you know, right. especially after, you know, the season of Darnell's, he's like, he, I mean, he, Dennis is smart with this, at least, the fact, I mean, he's right on it. Yes. You know, they, they seized the car, they won't do testing on it, they did their stuff, you know, another, another dead body. Another body. You know, and we're still sitting here, you know, maybe I should, maybe I, I need to talk to LeBay again. I need right. to figure out I need what's to, going on. I, I need to figure out what's I going on here. I need the rest of that story. I'm seeing, There's I'm something. seeing dead guys, there's bodies lining up here. Hmm. I gotta get that done. You know, kind of like we said, sometimes you got work that you just kind of keep putting off, keep putting off. Like, eh, mm-hmm. probably should get that, get a little more of that and get that, get yeah, that yeah. moving on I that. need to pull the trigger. <laughs> right. So he calls George LeBay and mm-hmm. is like, okay, man, I got to know. You were going to tell me something else, and then you stopped. Now my friend has your brother's car, and your brother has possessed my friend, and I'm pretty sure that... This is the best Dennis has done all story of actually just letting it out. Let yes. the information out. Let me. I'm going to give you yes. everything I got right now. I need your help. And I need you to tell me the pieces I don't know. I need you to give me the pieces to fill in that I don't know. Right. And and LeBay is like, I, I don't know, man. Yeah. And then know. and then he kind of uses one of the phrases, you know, that mm-hmm. his brother used. And LeBay still doesn't kind of believe him. And then Dennis is... Good enough to finally, I think, convince, like, you know, I really need your help. And I know you know more, or there's more to this story than you're letting me know. Right. And that's when, you know, LeBay's like, well, let me make a phone call. Right. And I'll call you back. So he calls and talks to his Mm -hmm. sister, because this is their family. This is their dirty laundry. This is the, kind of the last skeleton in their Mm -hmm. closet. So he wants to get her consent, permission to let it out and tell that that one last story so that it's all out there now. Right. You know, she's like, whatever, man. Just, yeah, just, just do, do whatever. Yeah. Just do whatever you think's right. And, and what's really, you know, in the situation, too, you know, he makes it seem like the sister is so 
distraught by this. This is really a big the brother decision. The brother's the one that caught him, everything. Mm -hmm. Like maybe he told the sister, but like at the end of the day, this was kind of on you. And, and you know, the brother makes the comment at first, you know, when, um, you know, he tells him the story of what happened, you know, which right. is, of course, that, you know, LeBay was getting bullied a right. lot, you know, beaten up constantly by this guy. And all the of a sudden, his house burns down. Dad dies, brother dies, bully dies, sister badly burned. George is woken up by the fire engines, you know, mm -hmm. going off and everything and hearing it. And as he hears it, you know, he catches his brother Roland, you know, sneaking back into the house. Smelling like gas and With his suit ashes. on him. He's got ash and on him. Right. He's got gas and he's like, you know, smelling. And he's like, you know, if you say one word, I'll kill you. And, yes. you know, George is like, well, I was really just kind of thinking maybe he went out to look at the, you know, like, you knew it, you know. It's, right, you knew, but you told yourself the story to so that you could live with yourself. Mm -hmm. So now we know, we've got this additional confirmation that Roland is not going to take any shit from anybody and mm. never has since he right. never. Right. And then of course the, I guess this is where it probably got the sister more upset. I mm -hmm. kind of forgot about that, but the revelation that when LeBay's daughter died, older brother or younger brother George, isn't yeah. it? You know, yeah. The, George, the siblings yeah. are younger was able to kind of notice that the stories that LeBay and his wife told were the exact same. Which he, you know, was able to kind of conclude was very similar to when Roland came back the night from the fire mm -hmm. and was like, if you say anything different, I'm going to kill you. And then they're like, well, you know, he talks to his sister. What did she tell you about the situation? You know, Roland made it sound like, oh, I tried my best to get it out, you know, and blah, blah, blah. But we find out later on, most likely the wife said he did nothing, Carly, to, to right. help the situation. And at the end, he took the daughter and put her back in Christine. Yeah. Before she died. Like, he wanted her like to he die. Like, he wanted her to die in, in, yeah. in the car. Yeah. And blood sacrifice? Mm-hmm. Or, I don't know. And that's what Le George kind of hints at. Mm -hmm. You know, he says there's some, there was something there to that. And that, you know, and that was, would have been a nice piece of information to get the first time. He talked about the choking. Right. Probably just try to throw all that in there, really, when it comes down to it. But I mean, but I can also see not wanting to put literally all of your family's dirty laundry out to a total stranger. Yeah. But it's all just your brothers. You already gave half of it. So, I mean, right. you know, might as well give it all. But whatever, you know. But, but we do find out definitely there's more to the possession and the little bay mm -hmm. thing in the car and the linkage than we even got originally. Where right. it's just kind of like a tragic place. This was kind of intermingled a little bit. Yeah, and it was Supernatural like, in a possession um, kind of way. Almost uh, orchestrated. Mm-hmm. Right. By Roland, whether it was intentional or not, he infused that car with his hate. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, blood sacrifice. His kid and his wife died in that car. Right. That is now infused with his hate. I don't know. It's. It, that's where the possession part really comes out mm -hmm. but is it possessed or is it just haunted by him right yeah that's where you don't really find out and you find out more that LeBay is at first it kind of makes it just seem like Christine's just kind of her own entity but now you're finding out there is a LeBay there behind everything that really is running the show right it's and, not the car right the car is the tool right not the control right kind of the creature yeah 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 you know, and, and LeBay's the mad scientist mm -hmm. behind it. So, Dennis is finally well enough to drive. So, what does he do? Let's call up Lee, man. Let's go get some chicken, man. Let's go get some chicken. On the strip. Like we said, we know this is not a very big town. Right. I bet there's no... I, I'm going to be willing to bet I've never been here, but I bet there's no more than two chicken places in the whole town. Probably not. <laughs> we're going to the KFC. We're going to go in. We're going to get some chicken. We're going to sit in the car and eat it. In the car. In the parking lot. I mean, from the way... On the, the busy street. The town said, I'm guessing less than five or six fast food places in the whole town. Yeah. And yeah. and here we are. We're, we're talking about it. We're just going to sit. We're going to sit in the parking lot fast food place. Mm -hmm. Can't even just get your food and just go take it somewhere. Yeah. Nope. Nope. We're not going to go to the park and... Take her back to your house. Anywhere. You want to make out with your girl, go take her back to the place. But no, you want to be Mr. Freedom. You got my right. freedom back. You know, I got... 
Got right? my car. Got my car now. You know, even though I got my friend here in his killer car with a dead guy driving it, it's cool. Everything's fine. Everything's it's fine. It's all fine. Let's go get some chicken. Go get some chicken. We're going to make out in the car in the parking lot. Stupid kid. Shocking. Guess what happens? You're never going to guess. Arnie catches them. Dumb. Dumb. Ridiculous. Yeah. Obscene. Yeah. Obscenely bad. And, and you know, like, how, how do you not see this giant, we, we've talked about this entire book now, we're 400 pages in at this point in time at this in the story, and we've talked, every single person that's come in contact with this car has talked about how big it is, I mean, you can't miss it. Right, right, it sticks out. It's, it's a boat. It's a boat, and it's red, and it's not modern, it's stick, you know, it's. And you're not even head on a swivel during all of this. All this mm -hmm. information you got about all this, you're worried about it, you're sneak. You know, I, I don't know. It, it's weird. He kind of describes it a lot about how much exciting it is sneaking around. So right. here you are, you're sneaking around. Like, you're going to sneak around. you gotta got to be looking around. You can't just be out in public thinking you're just going to pull this off. Well, and is Christine doing it? Potentially. Is Christine, I don't know. She's got a GPS. We've already said that. She, I mean, you know, she found Mookie Welch out in the middle of nowhere. She finds all these people out in the middle of nowhere, runs them off the road, wherever, you know. Dude, yeah. you're driving 10 miles away, I'm going to get you. Right. And is, <laughs> but, but is it hypnotic? Is that why, I mean, how broad is her influence? Or are they just horny teenagers? Right. A little bit of both. I mean, Maybe a little of both, just yeah. bad decision making. It is bad decision making. So, you already can, caught. Arnie confronts him in the parking mm -hmm. lot. So now they Shitters. have to move. Shitters. Right. <laughs> they have they have to do something. It's no longer theoretical. Right. They have to do something. Right. So they have a plan. I don't know. It actually seems like a pretty reasonable plan mm -hmm. to trap Christine and then crush her. Uh, it's there's holes in it. There's holes in a lot of there their are plans, holes like in the it. dynamite through the window. Like I honestly, looking back at some of the methods, uh, dynamite through the window wasn't a bad method, really. Um, if you think about it, you know they're all going, "Well, it could hurt somebody." Oh man, it yeah. would have been worth it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, dynamite seemed like a decent, decent try, um, but you know, getting the car in the crusher is going to be hard because somebody's going to have to drive it, or you're going to have to lure it to the crusher. How are you going to get in the crusher? How are you going to get it in there? This car's alive. Mm -hmm. It's not going to drive itself in the crusher. No. Not at all. So they... Overconfidence. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. But then they're also really scared. Because when, you know, Dennis gets home from this, his his little sister's getting ready to walk to the grocery mm -hmm. store. And he's like, no, nah, man, I'm going to yeah. right. Yeah. You know, and Lee's like, talking to her parents, please don't go out. Right. Don't go out walking don't do this and then but also too you know if you are that scared too you, I mean I, don't know, I guess you just got more scared because you know he found out now he done mm -hmm. you know, poke the bear right which they were ultimately they were going to have to do it they just weren't ready yeah the timing was not theirs the timing ended up being Christine's yeah yeah but, you know and that just works into getting ready you know for the next step preparing mm -hmm. you know and looking at what they're going to do because they know that she's not going to attack unless Arnie's right, leaving. Right. So he calls Arnie's dad and says, hey, I just need to know anytime Arnie's leaving. And, you know, the dad's, you know, Arnie's, like we said, Arnie's dad knows something's going on. But, right. you know, he, uh, he he doesn't get the information, really. He just kind of gets, you know, is Arnie ever going to get, am I ever going to get my son back? And it's like, no. Or, you know, I'm going to try, but. Yeah, yeah. Not not a great situation, but you know, at least gets it kind of set up to where he knows if Arnie's leaving. Right, he's putting the the groundwork in place. And then he we also and, find out he gets, gets the keys. The keys from Jimmy mm -hmm. with story and and makes copies of the keys. So now he's got a warning if Arnie's leaving town. Keys to Darnell, so he's got access to. A place to close Christine in. Right. And they've made a plan to get an oversized vehicle to help crush Christine. Right. Into bits. And then I guess put the parts in the crusher. 
don't know, we'll see. I think Dennis knows the whole getting in the crusher thing is going to be pretty hard. Right, right. He knows that the that it's not going to that Christine's not going to be crushed. Christine is going to be battered to mm-hmm. death. Right. And hope that they can do it fast enough, faster than she can regenerate. Right. Which is a tough, um, if you think about it, a tough call. Really risky, yeah. risky move because you don't know how fast she regenerates. Well, and it seems like obviously it's quickly. Right. Well, and it seems like with every killing it's been faster because mm-hmm. think about they talking about the Mitchie Welch thing versus the description of the end of Darnell's death right there were still some scratches compared to being spotless now well and she was regenerating herself while she was doing it so that she could keep attacking mm-hmm. so it was really quick so Dennis doesn't know that but Dennis doesn't know that he doesn't have that piece of information He confront he. He takes all of this information and he confronts Arnie. He is trying to antagonize LeBay. He's he's calling him out. I mean, he's trying to anger them, you mm-hmm. know, because I think he's more looking at it. I mean, Dennis knows too that he has to control the situation as much as possible. Just with the way that Christine and Arnie is, you know, like he's he's he's. Definitely very proactive in this situation and finding out he, you know, he's going to know when potentially the attack's mm-hmm. coming. And now he's planning out where it's going to be. Right. You know, he's trying to really trying give himself an advantage. He's situation. trying to give himself an advantage, right. you know. And um, when he does kind of call Arnie out, you know, he mentions something about, hey, you're going to meet me here at the at this time, LeBay, you know, kind of thing. And LeBay's like, no, man, I set the place. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Dennis kind of has to re-talk him through it and says, you know, we'll go to the cops, we'll tell everybody, and this and that. And you know, and then he sees glimpses of his friend. Mm-hmm. He, he knows that Arnie's personality is still in there. Right. He just can't, he's not strong enough. Can't get out. You know, he talks to him for a second even, mm-hmm. like where it's just Arnie, and he's like, I just can't, I'm like, I'm not even in control. He's like, I'm only in control when I'm gone. Right. Other times it's... When Christine's rolling. Yeah. You know, it's like, Rebe will go with her, but otherwise, you know... Otherwise, that's it. It's like, all he does, I just feel him. Just making all my decisions for me and everything, you know, which is sad, you know, to, you know, seeing the him fighting through like that. But yeah, I mean, Dennis just tries to basically say, like, you know, if you're going out of town, let's do it. Fine, tonight. He does. Arnie, because he's playing the game, he knows. George is playing the game for Arnie. No. Roland. Roland, Roland is playing the game for Arnie. They're all the names. Uh, Roland is playing the game for Arnie. So he calls mom and is like, hey, let's go to a college visit. Mm-hmm. Which, of course, mom is all about right away, immediately. Let's get out of town. Let's go do this. Right. And Michael lets Dennis know. So Dennis proceeds and he goes to rent a giant vehicle, hoping for, you know, like a bulldozer, a it's a great, Something. it's a great little stretch of only you know it ten is. pages of this book. Uh, <laughs> Petunia, Petunia across the board. I mean, the guy that he gets it from is great. Um, mm-hmm. A very laid back uh, government <laughs> worker who has access to these machines. You know, whatever you know the. He uh, cobbles them together out of bits and pieces, so none of them are like a Ford truck that came off the. It's. You're right. He brings them all together, but he's just, I mean, it's funny. Um, just the guy, when he talks to him, some of the things he says. Sure, sure. Sure, sure. Sure, sure. Sure, sure. sure, sure. You know, and, uh, you know, it's a caca sucker. Yeah. It's like, huh? And the first time you hear that, I, you know, it's, it's in that, like, you know, I'm listening on a tape. The guy uses a very New England accent, mm-hmm. too. And I'm like, huh? What? Right. Did I hear that right? Is that what I think it is? You know, you're trying to imagine this, and just the way that, King goes into such descriptive yes. Um, yes. pleasure in describing this gigantic pink, pink. hot pink car. And like hearing tank the, truck. Tank truck. It's a big tanker, like with a big tank in the back. But then also, like reading it again and hearing it today, uh, two foot letters. Yes. So, you know, that's. That's big. That's down big. The side down of the side of it. Petunia. Petunia. And, you know, I was like, what is she? Oh, she's sucking shit. Yeah. <laughs> and, 
You know, they talk about it. It's like, you know, she's eight or nine tons, you know, and she could be more if she's filled up to the brim, but then, you know, obviously she's empty. Right. But um, it does talk, everybody talks about, I think, Jimmy. Is it Jimmy who gets him, or what's the guy's name who gets him to him? Pomberton. Pomberton mm-hmm. says, uh, she's got still a little bit of a, a little bit of stench to her, though, you know. Yeah, stench kind of stays with her a little yeah, bit. She's, she's clean cleaned out, out, you know, but she's still got a little bit. Everybody talks about that part of it, and then, you know, it's, the only thing is, though, it's not automatic, you know, it's no. got the stick, and, uh, you know, right when His he gets into it, Pemberton looks at him like, you sure you're going to be able to do this, dude? Right. And no. no. <laughs> I mean, it, it's hard. I, I mean, I, I can drive a stick shift, <laughs> and every clutch is different, and every, it's, it's just every time it's a little bit different, and I can only imagine that in a great big truck like that, mm-hmm. it's probably hard. Oh, for sure. It's probably hard to push that clutch a whole lot harder than it would be in like a small car. For sure. And it's probably got more gear. Oh, I'm just seeing him a lot. Of, I mean, he says right when he hits it, it backfires twice. Mm-hmm. I'm hearing a lot of just, you know, as he's trying to gear through it, I'm guessing, and hitting the clutch too. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's a big one, you know. That's And he's not fully healed. Right. So he gets Lee, they go have lunch, they talk through his plan, they go to Darnell's and hide. I'm going to put that in air quotes. They hide. They're not hiding. Christine's got control. He drives Petunia and kind of parks it off of Main Street and then goes and picks up Lee mm-hmm. so that they can finalize plans. And, and he has Lee steal painkillers from her dad because, right. you know. He's still injured, and he's going to need them. And, yeah, and that's part of his mistake is you go through it a little bit. Um, like I was telling you, he kind of gets, you know, blah, 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 Dennis. Yeah, you're in a lot of pain. But, yeah, he almost takes too many painkillers basically what it comes down to. Um, yeah. Because the plan really gets messed up, you know, we find out when, when I mean, basically when he basically falls asleep. asleep. You know, he goes right. through this little time where he talks about it. But before that, he calls uh, Arnie's dad. Confirms that they're headed out. Found out he's leaving. Arnie's dad's freaking out. And he's like, you know, tries to tell him, you know, some simple instructions. And we find out, of course, Arnie's dad doesn't listen very well. Don't go near the car. Don't go near the car. It's not that hard. Don't go near Christine. These are not complicated instructions. And he also failed in his job to go protect uh, Dennis's family like he was supposed to. And Lee's family. And Lee's family. Yeah. So, you know. But yeah, um, but back to like the painkillers though, like there's one little part where it says, you know, picks her up from school. So they're in there at like one o'clock at the garage waiting right. for like five, waiting. you know, hours. Well, before, I mean, till it's, dark. it's January. So maybe like three, mm-hmm. four hours till it's full dark. And yeah. You know, and it says he took some more, some more of the painkillers again, you know, his foot was hurt and they find the mop so he can use it to kind of push down, have a lever for the power right. of the clutch. But, you know, it's a cheap O-Cedar mop, so, you know, foreshadowing. But then it Probably also... Probably not the strongest mop. Definitely. And then it also kind of goes into this thing where it talks about, like, he says, well, then I kind of, kind of in and out of it then. I think I made love to Lee and this and that, and next thing I know, I wake up and it's, like, dark. Like, what? It's dark and Lee's not in the truck. You got a lot going on here to be falling asleep taking a nap, bro. Right. And Well, and, and also... <laughs> You know, more of the whole not following directions. Right. Dennis said, this is the, this is the game. This is the plan. This is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. And instead of waking him up and saying, hey, it's dark. Let's let's get this going. Lee's, she gets out and goes and opens the door. Lee's terrible. Lee She's is terrible. Absolutely awful. Worst not assistant ever. killer ever. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I mean, just terrible. terrible. Doesn't listen. Has her own ideas, you know, and everything. And yeah. Just awful. Yeah. So she's out of the truck. Christine's out there. And you know. I mean, it's not even, like, subtle. It's, you know. I mean, it's, it's a bad she idea knows. off the bat. Like, she, Dennis like. knows. They he all was know. sleeping. She knew he was sleeping. Oh, I thought it would wake you up. Why didn't you just wake him up and say, I'm getting ready to lock the door? Right. But instead, it's, she it's unlocks time. the door. She keeps it open for, like, a while. Like, right. 30 minutes, she says, basically, before she. And then she thought she heard something. So, oh, now I should hey, wake Hey, by up. the way, I think I heard something out there. You uh. know? Yeah. And yeah. then, you know, in typical Stephen King fashion, you know, it's that face palm, boom, the next moment. Right. We're hit with it. You know, she flies in the door, almost takes her out, you know, just waits to see her, basically. 
Yeah. You know, talks about her kind of being like a like a hunter out, out in the weeds, and as soon as she saws Lee, you know, she just takes off. She's in the, in the garage. Mm-hmm. So then Lee does follow the next part of the plan, gets the garage door down, mm-hmm. busts the sensor so that the garage door opener that is inside Christine mm-hmm. is now really just, you know, a hunk of plastic. And then, you know, she's out in the garage and Christine is in the garage. It's like, it's like a mouse in. Exactly. It's, I mean, you can see it like the way he talks about, it. he says she comes tearing in, takes off her bumper, mm-hmm. tearing in, trying to kind of like side swipe her, but already kind of sets her entrance in turn into where if I don't get her on the first one, I'm basically turning around, quick circle, and I'm going to pin her in the corner. Right. You know, it's got her, like you said, right. like a cat in the mouse kind of situation. And, you know, Lee does this superhuman thing where she jumps up and catches herself, which, you know, I know adrenaline does all kinds of crazy things. You know, they talk about people lifting cars off of their mm-hmm. loved ones and stuff. So I, I, while I think it's pretty far-fetched, I'm not It's not bad. I was okay with it. Because she's scared for her life. Yeah, it's plausible. You know, jumps up, you know, is able to lift her legs up, it says, at the last minute. Yeah, like on the monkey bars. Mm -hmm, Kind of thing. So definitely a close call. But while, while, you know, all this is happening so quick, Dennis can't even get, you know, he's trying to get the truck started. And then finally kind of gets it started and is able to kind of start battering her a little bit, you know, and, and helping Lee out at least a little. But then, you know, then it goes into, like I told you, you know, Lee runs, kind of gets away from Christine, has to run into Darnell's office. And I told it's, you that, it's a glass front office. Yeah, that that you know this is probably my favorite scene, honestly, of the yeah. whole fight. Um, just just the way this breaks down, you know, she runs in the glass office, and of course, Christine gets away from Petunia to a point because the whole the whole fight you can see Petunia is just incredibly slow. big, incredibly slow. Yeah, and you're going against a really really fast little car that can kind of zoom around a little bit. It's a big car, but she's but proportionally she's quick. <laughs> proportionally her turn radius everything's quicker. So you, I kind of picture. Christine just kind of doing circles around Petunia in right. this place. Well, and, and, you know, Christine also doesn't have somebody with a jacked-up left leg trying to run the clutch. Right. Right. So, you know, like I said, she gets in the office, she gets there, she kind of tears into her, hits the wall a couple times, and finally hits the wall. And and the windshield busts. And out shoots Michael Cunningham. Who <laughs> <laughs> we find out did not listen. You know, we kind of... You know, talked about he had not listened to the situation. Listen. And, and, and even says, Dennis kind of says he thought he saw Michael Cunningham in the car right. while this is going on. You know, he sees a body. You know, he can tell he's dead. He can see his head flopping around. Right. But, uh, you know, like the third strike, you know, Michael Cunningham's body goes through the windshield into the office. And like I told you, I, I just love this yeah, scene. Yeah, just She's behind the desk. The body flies over the desk. Body you know, flies I can just over see it like desk. Superman with oh, the arms totally. out. <laughs> arms all the way out. I mean, you've seen this in movies and in comedy. So I just imagine his arms falling out and then just somehow falling around her like a cape. Right. And he's just kind of wrapped around her. And she tries to stand up and says she's yelling and screaming, trying to push the body off. She can't do it's, it. Yeah, it's like uh, something, I don't know, something out of Evil Dead or something. It'd be a great, you know? just a, a comic relief, like if right. you're doing a movie at this point in time. Because it's just, it's just an old gag. I mean, you've seen it always where mm-hmm. a body's just kind of trapped on somebody and, you know, they can't do anything about it. Yeah. Well, and and then it just talks about Dennis is bashing and bashing and bashing. And Christine is regenerating faster than he can even back up and hit her again. Right. He says it's so, quickly. you know... How on earth are they going to finish this? Yeah, I mean, because he does it. It regenerates so quickly. Um, but he just kind of keeps bashing. You know, he kind of gets around her. You know, he gets Lee out of the office and, and is able to kind of protect her and then just keeps kind of just, just bashing the shit out of her. I really. mean, he's determined. Yeah. I mean, it says it's a lot bigger. And, and you know, it says a lot of the hits that he has, you know, because it is into a concrete wall. Like, he says he's taken out, like, he said he takes off the wheel one time, takes off the whole front end one time. Like, right. Breaks her away from the mm-hmm. axle. And, you know, he's really bashing the hell out of her. And and then, you know, LeBay screams at him. He says he hears LeBay's voice. You shitter. You miserable shitter. Leave me alone. Only time during the thing. Surprisingly, then he's saying leave him alone, if you think about right. it, which is weird for LeBay, too, at that point, because it's, you know, LeBay, you wanted this. Definitely where you can see, I think, LeBay's sensing it's near the end, that he's kind of winning, that Petunia is 
beating right. the car up the correct way, more or right. less, or, or too fast. Well, and and then it says that the engine ran choppily, missed, fired again, and then died. Yeah, and then once the engine died, I think that's when that's the, the regenerator slowed down a lot. Right. Well, and then Dennis passes out because, mm-hmm. you know. Passes out. Passes out pain and painkillers and adrenaline. And uh, when he came to, the door was open. Lee was wiping his face with cold water. And she had gone out and caught a snowplow driver mm-hmm. and asked him to call the police and get help over there. While this is going on, Christine starts to regenerate again. Mm-hmm. I told plunk, you, plunk, plunk, plunk. Scene where the, the screw, the they said, goes all the way across right. the garage, cartwheeling, click, 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 click. jumping in circles. You know, you can just kind of see it in your head and then jumps back in the pile and kind of puts itself where it's supposed to be. And yeah, yeah I mean, you see it still kind of doing its thing. And you're like, uh, okie dokie. So, you know, they're back at it. And Dennis gets Petunia going again and has Lee help him. Mm-hmm. She does the gas. Now that she's yeah, now that she is you know in the truck with him, he can at least use his smart leg that's not as injured mm-hmm. to run the clutch. As they're doing it, Lee screams, "I can't do this, Dennis! It's screaming." Lee, terrible, really. You can't do it. You gonna die? You want it to come back to life and kill you? Right. He's ridiculous. And then she's, you know, <laughs> talking about all of the ghostly images they see in there. Mm-hmm. You know, Rita and Veronica and... Uh, Pepperton and the boys. Yeah, yeah. All of Buddy and his friends. And they finally finish and, and there's finally police and things there, so... Which I think kind of helps them. I think... I bet Christine doesn't want to regenerate in too many in front of too many people. Doesn't want the secret to be out. So I think once the police get there too, there's probably like a slowing down of the regeneration process. Right. Right. Because there's definitely an undercover part of it where she doesn't want people to know really what she is. Obviously. Exactly. You know, Dennis and Lee knowing <clears throat> is one thing, but you know, who's gonna believe them? Right. But if everybody a bunch of people do see it there, then it changes the, the thing for the car. But so, also, looking at the way it all went down, kind of like we said, too, I, I think dynamite might have been a much better path. I mean, maybe. I would have tried to steal some dynamite, at least throw it in the window or something. everywhere. Something. It would have taken a whole lot longer for the pieces to gather back up. I don't but, know. But this just did not seem like a great plan. I mean, it worked, but, uh, you know, I, I, lots of parts of it. You know, like, Dennis, you knew this was your plan when you got up this morning. How are you so tired and so bad with your leg? You're passing out left and right. Well, you're in and, and out of consciousness. I understand some painkillers, but you think, like you said, you're running on straight adrenaline. You're fighting a demon car. And you're, smart, you're smarter than that. You know that <laughs> all of these big trucks are going to be a manual transmission. You know how to run a manual transmission. Why aren't you more prepared for that? Mm-hmm. I mean, even ask guys, don't you got any automatics? The guys like, come on, man. We really? got no automatics. <laughs> You know, I mean, why aren't you more prepared? Like the plan here at the end. The, the two person in the truck should have been the plan from the start. Mm-hmm. Should have never had Lee think that she had to get out to do the whole truck. You know, the I know she had to do the button thing, but maybe you could have parked closer or somewhere where she yeah. got back in. There's right. a lot of preparation that could have went into this as opposed to falling asleep, make some love, and just wait for the car to jump in. Right. So, back to the hospital. Mm-hmm. This is where we just get our loose ends kind of yeah. tied together, really. Yeah, and uh, it says that he wakes up, not the next day, but the day after, mm-hmm. finally. And that, you know, his his parents are there, Lee's parents are there. They leave, and he's left with a, a detective. Detective Mercer. Detective Mercer, that he wakes up. He's finally, like, fully coherent, and, and this detective's like, we need to talk, man. Mm-hmm. We, I need the details. I need to know what's going on. And, of course, the detective has to give him the, the bad news about Arnie. Arnie. Yeah. Which is a sad one. You know, it says that you know, Arnie and his mom hit a semi head-on on the interstate, basically. They crossed right. the median and hit it. And then, you know, we find out, too, that the semi driver who hit him said there's three people in the car. Right. And, you know, the, the detective tries to do a... You know, maybe they picked up a hitchhiker. And the guy got away from the accident that killed two people without the cops getting there. And nobody right. noticed it. And but nobody noticed him, but... You know, Dennis is like, there is no way in hell Regina picked up a hitchhiker. Yeah, and Dennis kind of comes and to the he, idea. And he had a dream about Arnie while he was still in that 
hazy, drug-induced sleep, and that Arnie says, I feel better now. You did okay. I think things are going to be okay. Yeah. So he wakes up with this feeling that Arnie's dead anyway. Mm-hmm. So he gets the confirmation. and Yeah, and it says, too, he thinks that, you know, like once Christine's engine died, that's when the bay kind of went to Arnie. Mm-hmm. You know, like this this vessel's dead. I need to kind of go back over to Arnie. Right, and, so that I can have another vessel. And they until... think, you know, and like Dennis said, he thinks Arnie fought him. You know, right. and, and probably it was Arnie that killed himself and his mom more than LeBay did trying to fight, you know, with Arnie. But so, you know, Arnie kind of comes back and is a little bit of a hero in the end, potentially. Mm-hmm. You know, he had to sacrifice himself, but. But that doesn't make him not a hero. Yeah. Because at least I'm sure in Arnie's mind, if if he's dead and Chris, if, if LeBay is here, Christine must be dead mm-hmm. or incapacitated. And if I'm also dead, then LeBay doesn't have... Right. Anywhere to go. Anywhere to go. Yeah. Mercer's like, man, I know... I knew... He knew Junkins. Junkins. Mm-hmm. I knew Junkins. They were friends, yeah. We were friends. Does it also there's tell me he's an incredible no, driver? Like, yeah, there, there's no way that he was driven off the road the way... Yeah, they said he was a race car driver or something Because he was past. a race car driver and he was a trained... You know, high-speed pursuit. Right. He knew what he was doing. He didn't just accidentally drive off the road. Right. He had to be, there had to be an outside force. Mm-hmm. Mercer wants to know the story. He's like, tell me everything that happened. Right. So Dennis does, but he, he says, I'm not, if he'd have shown any indication of not believing or being weird about it, I'd have stopped. But, I just got a good vibe, so I told him the yeah. whole story, start to finish. Poor Mercer. Seemed like he just kind of takes him, like, okay. You know, who knows? Hopefully he believed him. Maybe not, but he got yeah. what he got. But he got what he got. <laughs> he, he got, got the, the truth. Story. Finally. And Dennis decides to let somebody know all the story. Finally, Mercer leaves. Dennis's family comes back, mm-hmm. and he sends his mom and sister away so that he can tell his dad what happened. So then he dumps the story again. Mm-hmm. His dad has already known for a while that something was going on. Right. And that's it. That's the that's the story. Back in the hospital. And then he says, now I've told the story the third time. The third time. time, yeah. The epilogue is why he told the story the third time. Mm-hmm. You know, so he gives us the, the rundown of going to the funeral... Dated, you know, that he and Lee dated for a while, and then they went their separate ways, and she got married and had some kids, and he's a teacher. So now we kind of got caught up, mm-hmm. but then we get to find out why he, why he's telling the story again. And I think this is my favorite. This is my favorite. Is the AP wire? Mm-hmm. Oh my god! And this is where I'm a sucker every time. I want a sequel to this so bad. I don't even have words for there are so it. Many, I want to know what happens next. There are so many movies and stories that get sequels now. It's amazing. But this could. Right. They do set it up very nicely. They, and you can go so many different ways with it. And mm-hmm. You know, I guess you still have to get uh, King's permission to a point. But, you know, from this point, he doesn't necessarily even have to be involved with it. You just pick up right. the story, potentially. But there's a very good chance you could do... So somebody write this for me, because I need to know. <laughs> you could do. I mean, I mean, that's the whole slasher, you know, horror movie troupe now. You can make five or six movies. All you need is a killer. And right. here it is. And here there, there's your killer. Right. Here we are. So the AP wire is... Uh, the news item was about a guy named Sander Galton, whose nickname, one would logically assume, must have been Sandy... Sander Galton was killed in a California drive-in where he was apparently alone. A car ripped right through one of the walls, plowed through the counter, smashed the popcorn machine, and got him as he was trying to unlock the door to the projection booth. Bizarre murder by car in Los Angeles. So, you know, Dennis can put two and two together. Mm -hmm. he's He's not dumb, but it brings back the memory of talking to Mercer after the funeral. And he asked what happened with Christine. Mm-hmm. And they said that they 
demolisher. They, they put her in the crusher, right? Mm-hmm. And as they were pulling her out of the crusher, one of the guys got his hand cut real bad, right? Said it. Right. Guy said it bit him. Then he say that or something yep. like that, basically, like you yep. know, kind of a weird way of saying it because it's an animate object. These guys don't know it, but he said, you know, it bit him. Right. And so, you know, of course, Mercer knows that story, <laughs> and Dennis knows that story, and so he says he writes to Mercer to find out what happened to the scraps of Christine and never got an answer. Right. My theory is they sent the scraps of Christine to... Just anywhere. As long as it's anywhere, neglected but, somewhere, it gives her time, I think, to possibly right, regenerate. You know, right. And then just find somebody to drive her. Well, or you know, LeBay could still be around. Or Right. Or, you know, it took... They sent it away, away, and it took a while for LeBay's entity to... Mm-hmm find it to regroup after or was she haunted in LeBay she haunted LeBay and held on to his essence you know did she have to wait for the the guy that she bit to die so that she could have his essence Mm, that's a good point I mean what what was the delay I mean it's only been a few years I think three or four years seven I don't remember it hasn't been like a long, long time, but it's been, hasn't been overnight either. So why did it take so long? True. I don't know. But Dennis says that Lee has settled in New Mexico. Mm-hmm. Which is near California. Yeah, it's not that far from, from L.A. to mm-hmm. Taos, New Mexico, I think is what it says is is Christine on the rampage to finish this off again? You know, is it going to be Lee? And then where's Mercer? Or maybe where's, just moved on. Or... or Just on its own. Doing something right. different now. You know, moved I, on from the... Yeah, but... but to Pennsylvania start, peeps. Well, but, you know... Sandy? Yeah. Well, it could go either way. It could just, like I said, you could set it up to where it, you don't have to go back to the original people and it's just... It's just on its own in a new place and a new thing, you know. It's mm-hmm. done with the, those two shitters, moved on, or somebody else, new people. You right. know, maybe the new person had some other people in his life he didn't like. Right, but I can't imagine that because the the thing that he keeps coming back to, he says, I keep thinking of George LeBay in Ohio and his sister in Colorado and Lee in New Mexico and George LeBay talking about how Roland had an unending fury. Yeah. But that kind of goes back to what I said. If he's not doing fury, it's not going to take seven years. It's going to be less time, but maybe. But there's, you know, there's a whole lot of additional factors. I guess. I so, guess. But the, the car is pretty relentless. I feel like it would, it would already be killing people. I think, I think it's moved on. Like, in my mind, yeah. I, I feel like... The car, you know, sat maybe a little bit, regenerated real time over time, turned back into a junker at some point, just waited for the right, right person, person to, to, to see it for mm-hmm. what it could be, jumped in it, and just started the whole process all over. Just right. had somebody drive it a little bit, get the engine started, right. and then boom. But I can't, I, I see, and I can't, I can't think that Christine started over with a new mission. Yeah. If the new, if the new mission or whatever started with Sandy, mm-hmm. that instigated the first bashing with Buddy and his mm-hmm. friends. I, it, it, Christine is not a forgive and forget kind of girl, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that's why I want a sequel. Mm-hmm. I, I want to I wanna know when Christine gets Lee and everybody else, too. I mean, I think if she's an old mom, you get her pretty quick. I don't think she, I mean, hell, she's already, she was stupid as a teenager. I think that she's even worse now. Right. She's a mom with a couple kids. She's not going to be seeing anything coming. Oh, my, that looks like a car I saw back in the day. It's going to run her down before she even knows what it is. Yeah. Her, her ass. Yeah, she, she'd be dead. I feel like she'd just walk out right in front of it. Oh, that car looks kind of like Arnie's car back in the day. Bam. <laughs> Bam, just get run over you know, reverse, run over, reverse, run over. Run over, run over know. in the mall parking lot. <laughs> Christine I, style. Right. Yeah, I just, but yeah. So, sequel to Christine. It would be nice. Be a good one. Yeah. But no, I loved it. I mean, it was a great, it was great to read. Um, like I said, just kind of get, you, you get into the pages. You know, you, you kind of, you want to do it again. You know, I kind of started reading some of it again and I enjoyed it. I mean. 
Yeah, I mean, this I've read this book so many times. It's where I started. This mm-hmm. was my first Stephen King book. And you can see from that how one could be hooked. <laughs> oh, sure. I mean, it's great. He does a great job. I, th- I think, you know, he always does a great descriptive job anyway. But the killings are good. Mm-hmm. A lot of the background story, you know, it gives you just enough. And it slowly turns the pages onto like more of the history of the car you know you get all the car at once you get a little bit of it here and there and then like you said there's a lot to you know interpret at the end you know too and what you think is going to happen and you know it definitely leaves it open there's not like a full closure moment you know and And, you know and I I think that people have complained about Stephen King endings forever and ever. That's what I was going to say. I mean, it's and, a, this is one where you could complain one, a little if you wanted, but, but you can also... But to me, I think it's the perfect ending. It's a nice way to end it where you don't really know. Like, I mean, a good, especially now, I think a lot of it's this genre of his, probably, too, that he helped create. They do horror movies now to where you think everything's over, everything's fine, and, and in the last, like, 30 seconds, there's a little thing. clip where, huh, right? the evil still might be there. Right. It's, and good guys didn't really win all the way. The evil just got laid, knocked back a little knocked bit. Knocked back. And I think that one of the things about a great story is that it leaves you wanting, wanting to know what happens next. For sure. Where What happened to this character? Where are they going? What is, what is going on? What happens mm-hmm. next? And that's, I think... He does yeah. a fantastic I mean, it, job of it that. Leaves it leaves it open. Book. It's totally, you get to imagine some more. You get to create more of a story. Do you think right. still something's going on or not? Oh, yeah. You know, I think that's one of the, the, like you said, it's a great story. I mean, I was, something different, but I was talking to my son the other day about Inception, yes. a movie that's talked about a lot about the ending on what, you know, you see it this right. way, this way, you know, and it's so much open for interpretation. That's what's great about it. You mm-hmm. know, you don't, you might see it this way. I like to think of it this way, or somebody else thinks about it this way, and, you know, it's, like you said, you think it's Christine going back to kill everybody. I think it's Christine starting over. Yeah. You know, no, and just killing somebody, found somebody or something. But, you know, it's... No, and that's what it's Christine's about. Christine's on a vendetta. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So, I mean, it just... It's it's not, you know, cut and dried. You know, the end of Titanic. She died and went to Titanic heaven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there was no question about what happened. She died. Mm-hmm. Um, and she dropped the damn stone in the water. And she threw it in the water. You know, but this... 86-year-old. Crazy, but you know, there's some things. It's just that's the end. End of story. There is no more story. It's over. You don't wonder anything else. Mm-hmm. You just it's just done. And I think a better story leaves you for sure wanting wanting more. more yeah. I mean, the idea is sell more books. Sell more books. Yeah. Sell more books. Please write us a sequel to Christine. Uh, please tell me the story of Christine getting her revenge I mean, on everybody else. The guy wrote 43 Dark Tower books, man. Just give us two <laughs> Christine books. Just two. That's all I'm asking for. Yeah, just give us uh, one more. I agree. I mean, but yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Well worth it. Thank you for, so, for having me on the show. Yeah, and, and no, Let me read it. I enjoyed it. And I know that you watched the movie. I did. After you finished the book. I did. I did watch the movie. the movie. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, I mean, there are they're, they're subtle differences, like we said, in the movie and the book. That, you know, it is what it is. It's not well, It's not the first time you ever get that. You right. Know? Well, and it's just so hard to portray all of the, the things that are going on internally mm-hmm. to the screen. It's really hard to take written material and translate it to a visual media and trying to figure out what to leave out for time and things like that right. you know like like we talked about you know at the end it's arnie's body that comes through as opposed to his dad right you know so we so the killing's a little different the way the things are laid out and um i mean i told you i think what was great for when the movie was made is what we talked about was the car regenerating yeah the visual effects and it's Just, so neat, you know, because you don't realize it's in the 80s, early 80s, too. So mm-hmm. the visual effects are not what they are now. So it's not all computer generated. But like, you know, like you said, they how many cars did they destroy? I think like 47 or something. I don't even but know. They would 27, des- a lot. They would destroy the car a little. Or they would destroy, yeah, they would destroy the car a little. And then you but said, they would film it while they were destroying it. And, and then they reverse it to make it look so like it, it was, like it was, it was rebuilding, rebuilding itself. Yeah. And... It, the visual effects just hold up so well, even really 40 years later. Well, I mean, like you said, it's a John Carpenter uh, movie. John you know, Carpenter his... movie. The soundtrack's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I thought it was pretty well cast. Like I told you, I like the guy that, that Arnie, from, yeah. from the guy from Back to School. He's also yeah. the son in Back to School. I thought he was a good character. And, and 
you know, I thought the league, I thought everything was pretty well done. You know, yeah. I mean, it was, it was I good. Mean, given, Little differences. Given taking, taking, you know, four or five hundred pages of written material and putting it in a less than two hour movie, I think that they did a good job of capturing the haunted car. Mm-hmm. I don't think they did a good job of portraying the internal possession of Arnie. Mm-hmm. But you ju- that's just so hard to to show. Right. So I think as far as a haunted car movie, it was really great. Mm-hmm. And again, visually, just amazing. Yeah. It's good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. So read the book. Watch the movie in that order. It's definitely, really important. definitely. Book's much better the than book the movie. Is so much better than the it's movie. It's not on the same page. Um, and uh, still a good one though. Movie is definitely still, good. still definitely worth still watching. Still very good. I mean, but yeah, the book is a lot better. It just gives you a lot more. Yes, Ab- more to. You feel cheated when you watch the movie after reading the book. I think because you just realize there's missing. Oh, you could have added this in. Could have added this part in. You're missing this part. You know. Always. Yeah, this comes back to my my dream job of. Hollywood book slapper. No, you have to leave that there. That's right. important to the story. <laughs> you need that part. Don't redo you need that. that. Now, I understand that you can't put everything, but you have to leave that because that's important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Christine. Place where I started. And the place where we relaunched. So, this has been First Time Through. I'm your host, Kim Payne. I'm Brad Elliott. And we've been reading Christine. <laughs> Jason Rager.